RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. The top stories. Hong Kong takes further steps against the Omicron variant of COVID, with travelers from Africa facing a spell in government quarantine. Officials vow to keep next month's LegCorp poll running smoothly, with thousands of police on duty. And Macau arrests a businessman wanted on the mainland over cross-border gambling allegations. Hong Kong authorities have announced a further restriction for people arriving from eight southern African countries where the new Omicron variant of COVID-19 is spreading. Anyone who has been in any of the countries in the 21 days before arriving in the SCR will have to spend seven days at the Penny's Bay Quarantine Center before spending 14 days in a designated hotel. Under rules introduced overnight, only fully vaccinated SCR residents can come to Hong Kong after spending time in the countries. The World Health Organization says early evidence suggests a new variant carries a higher risk of reinfection, but it's cautioned against bringing in travel bans too quickly. Its spokesperson, Margaret Harris, says it's vital to gather more information. You need to follow it properly and do the the solid field studies to understand exactly what kind of disease is it causing? Is it, is, is it capable of causing severe disease? Is it putting a lot of people in hospital? Are those people vaccinated? It, there's so much information we need to now collate properly and scientifically before we can say we understand what this variant is capable of. Doctors in South Africa say the new COVID-19 variant so far appears to cause only very mild symptoms in patients. The chair of the South African Medical Association, Anjali Kwetzi, said there had been a small increase in the number of cases, but most of them did not require treatment in hospital. The patients are mostly complaining about a sore body and tiredness, extreme tiredness, and we see it in the younger generations. But again, it's a very, very early days. We haven't seen anyone that's severely ill in the general practitioner's space. We're not talking about patients that might go straight to a hospital and be admitted. But we are also aware that the numbers are very, very slightly going up in the ICUs, but it's nothing compared to what we have seen with Delta. The government says it will beef up security to ensure that next month's Legislative Council election takes place safely and without incident. Damon Pang reports. Speaking after our passing out parade, Police Commissioner Raymond Sue appealed to the public not to attempt to disturb and cause trouble in the elections, but stressed that he was confident they would be held smoothly and safely. He said more than 10,000 police would be deployed. He said plainclothes and special duty officers will also be there to guard against any attempts to disturb or disrupt the polls, which take place on December the 19th. Mr. Sue also condemned recent cases of suspected criminal intimidation of legal candidates, calling the acts sneaky and childish. At least two candidates have recently said they received rotten meat through the mail. Meanwhile, the chief secretary has urged people to vote in the LegCo election, saying the poll will pave the way for good governance. Writing on his official blog, John Lee said smears and personal attacks that had been features of past election campaigns had ended, and candidates had to compete on the political platforms. He said the hopefuls were from across the political spectrum and stressed that the legislature would not be an echo chamber. 
Macau authorities say police have detained businessman Alvin Chow after a mainland court issued an arrest warrant yesterday over suspected cross-border illegal gambling activities. Sean Kennedy has more. In a statement, the Macau government said police detained Mr Chow and unnamed other suspects based on evidence of previous criminal investigation. The government said it had received notification from its mainland counterparts accusing Mr Chow of organising mainland citizens to gamble at a cross-border gambling crime syndicate. Mr Chow is the founder and CEO of Sun City Group, which operates integrated resorts across Asia. A court in Wenzhou City in Zhejiang province issued the warrant accusing Mr Chow of leading a group to set up illegal casinos on the mainland that seriously damaged social order. On to the weather, mainly fine with a minimum temperature tomorrow of about 19 degrees in the urban areas and slightly lower in the new territories. The outlook mainly fine as well in the next few days, but becoming cool with winds strengthening from the north midweek and it'll be cool in the morning and at night. Currently it's 21 degrees Celsius, the humidity 75%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now 5 minutes past 11. Turning overseas now, a young Kurdish woman from northern Iraq has been identified as the first victim of this week's migrant boat disaster off the coast of France. Mariam Nuri Mohammed Amin was one of 27 people who died while attempting to cross to Britain. She was 24. Her fiancé, who lives in the UK, said she was messaging him as the group's dinghy started to deflate. Her father in northern Iraq spoke about the tragedy. From Germany she went to France and in France she got into this slaughterhouse. The whole world talks about Europe as a place that is calm, that is pleasant. Is this what calm means? Around 30 people dying in the middle of the sea. This is a sin to put people through this. Farmers' unions in India say they have decided to suspend plans to protest with tractors outside Parliament next week as the government prepares to repeal three controversial agricultural laws. A senior leader said they wanted to see how the government responded to their other demands, including legal guarantees of minimum prices for crops. The unions say sit-ins by thousands of farmers will continue. To sports now, and the Knights, the Knights Premier League football action is underway, with Arsenal coming out 2-0 winners over bottom club Newcastle, who had new manager Eddie Howe in the dugout for the first time. The BBC's Paul Sarah was watching. Newcastle had a few moments in the game, but largely Arsenal were well on top throughout the 90 minutes, particularly out wide, the likes of Bukayo Saka, who got that opening goal for the Gunners 10 minutes into the second half, as well as the two, two fullbacks as well, Tavares and Tommy Asu, really caused Newcastle all sorts of problems out wide. The uh, the England man Bakayo Saka was forced off actually just shortly after he got that opening goal with what looked to be a groin injury or a hernia injury and on came Gabriel Martinelli and he got the second within a minute of coming on and it was a fantastic finish too. A ball looped over the top, goalkeeper on rushing Martinelli though only had eyes for the ball, kept his eyes on the ball all the way over and definitely finished past the on rushing Martin Dubravka. In the big Premier League game of the weekend, Chelsea go looking for the 10th win from their first 13 matches of the season tomorrow night. They're taking on managerless Manchester United, who are still finalising a deal to bring in Lokomotiv Moscow's Ralph Rannick as their interim boss. Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel will be without the influential left-back Ben Chilwell. He faces at least six weeks on the sidelines. 
Ben is out. Uh, yes, like uh, he injured his, uh, he has a partial partial injury of his ACL, and um, the decision is to treat it conservatively. And the next six weeks will tell the story. Actually, if he makes it and will be fully available, hopefully within this six weeks or after the six weeks or the surgery after that. In his first broadcast interview since racism allegations were made public, the former England and Yorkshire cricket captain Michael Vaughan said the remarks made by Azim Rafiq had hurt him deeply. Vaughan said he wasn't racist and also apologized for offensive tweets he had sent in the past. He also denied accusation of making a racist comment to a group of Asian players before a game in 2009. The claim made by Rafiq has been corroborated by two others. To think that a player didn't feel I was inclusive um, towards them in a team environment. Uh, I always has felt that in my time playing the game, uh, either as a player and now as a broadcaster, for 30 years I've always felt that I am that person that includes everybody. There'll be a full review of dressing room culture as part of a wide-ranging action plan to tackle racism and discrimination in cricket in England and Wales. And finally tonight, leading figures from the worlds of music and drama have been paying tribute to the American composer and lyricist Stephen Sondheim, who's died. He was 91. Sondheim wrote many of the 20th century's most successful musicals, such as A Little Night Music, Sweeney Todd, and Sunday in the Park with George. The British composer Andrew Lloyd Webber said Sondheim's contribution to theatre would never be equaled. Little Night Music is a masterpiece. It's one of the pieces I go back to play again and again. It's so brilliant, all in 3-4 waltz time. And yet after a while you don't notice that conceit because the music is so brilliant. So many, many will focus on his lyrics because they are, as I said, peerless. But for me as a composer, I just think his work was really extraordinary. And that's the news from RTHK.
IV Rise with their tips on RTHK Radio 3. Chilling with you on a Saturday night. Sir Elton John and Dua Lipa. (laughs) 